0: Or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. It is a brand new episode of Pod Jockey, Sin McGeekly's music video podcast. It is Anthony Lewis and Ben Knight. Uh, ben is nursing a headache, so I'm going to do my best to not scream into the microphone at the top of my lungs. But uh, this is low energy me today.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, which is odd, considering what your, your video choice is for this week, is yeah. quite the reverse of that. But. Uh, before we uh before we jump into the video talk there is actually something that i need to do right off of the bat which is uh apologize uh he did not mention this specifically um he didn't say anything in fact but uh other people had pointed out to me that i did not mention uh who sent in the Run DMC Aerosmith video from last week, which is something I've done uh, in all of the episodes. If somebody suggests something, I am sure to be like, "Hey,
2: whoever you say you are, that's who they." Uh, I've definitely, I've definitely seen. So it might have been uh, like you, when you sent it to me, you said who it was, but I thought you did mention it.
0: I thought I did too, but uh, I went back and listened to it, and yeah, not once did I actually mention that it was Kyle Jean who uh, that's suggested
2: Kyle jean yes kyle jean yes now oh, that yeah, it has been mentioned a whole bunch of times
0: yes so that'll cover every future suggestion kyle jean makes um, now is it is it kyle jean or
2: kyle john well, oh like like it's french yeah i mean oh i so don't like know you may have mentioned it but now like made it worse because i've just now it mispronounced it, and, it yeah yeah i mean kyle jean well. or jean uh, We've fallen down a hole here that I just, I worry about how we're going to get out of it.
0: <laughs> Here's how we get out of it, Ben. We're going to talk about our first music video right after this break.
1: Molly, come,
0: When you're through providing your own action for the evening, it's Blockbuster's turn. With 9,000 ways to make it a Blockbuster night, Faith finally found the man of her dreams. I'm in love with you. Ah! A week before her wedding. Marissa Tomei, Robert Downey Jr., only you from Columbia Tri-Star Home Video Rated PG.
2: First there were stereo viewers. Wow. Then there were stereo recordings.
0: Wow. Now stereo TV. Wow.
2: MTV. Music television.
1: Hello, hello. What did you say? on you breaking up on me? Sorry, I cannot hear you. I'm kind of busy.
2: There comes a time in the career of every pop songstress Mm. when she must make a video that's nearly 10 minutes long and has a higher production value than most episodes of most shows on Netflix. Yes. And for um, Lady Gaga, as I believe is the correct pronunciation. I believe that is the pronunciation little known artist from a, um, a sort of little theater school uh, community in New York. Yeah. Uh, she produced a video for a song called Telephone, and she featured and it was a nice of her to actually make this sort of charitable um, sort of approach to a young up and coming artist called um, Beyonce. I think that's her name. I believe it is Beyonce. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. In 2010. Struggling, uh, okay. struggling artist. Absolutely, Um, she was just living out of a pussy wagon, and uh, (laughs) you know, going from town to town. It was tough times. Yes, Uh, yeah. So the first one this week is "Telephone" featuring Beyonce by Lady Gaga, Mm -hmm. Um, and this was my choice this week, and it is my choice because um, the nice thing about music videos, I I think, anyway, is that never mind the the genre of music, um, there's. The art that a video allows someone to bring forward isn't contingent upon the type of music they're making. So um, for like a... I mean, pop music has a fine tradition Mm -hmm. of making kind of video events and they don't come much bigger than this. Um, This was an extraordinarily expensive video, (laughs) Um, not just because of presumably Beyonce's astronomical fee for being in it, one would imagine, but... Um, but also everything about it, it was expensive to make. It was, um, I think the cheapest part of this was the fact that the pussy wagon vehicle in this, I think, was simply lent to them for a nominal fee, I was reading. By Quentin um,
0: Tarantino, yes.
2: Absolutely, but Which everything else me, about this.
0: That makes me wonder, by the way, if Tarantino
2: just has that. Like, is that at his home? Yeah, I, I, I feel like he probably does. I mean... <laughs> Makes sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, so this video starts with... Uh, I'm, just, I'm just keeping it on track. Um, this video starts with um, reminding you, perhaps, that uh, in the last video that we saw Gaga in before this one, which was paparazzi, mm-hmm. you may recall that she kills her boyfriend and a whole load of other people. Yeah. Um, in fact, no, sorry, she you see how i confusing my Gaga videos, she kills her boyfriend at the end of paparazzi, she goes to prison, and that's this where we pick up the story of Gaga. Yes. Um, and right from then on in, it, it's a video that, that doesn't just get its own joke. It makes its own joke. Um, oh. the, the, the rumors at the time kicking around that, uh, Lady Gaga was intersex mainly written by a misogynistic, um, really quite unpleasant music press. Stunned. Um, yeah, quite, uh, begins, um, I just like right from the start. Yeah, it's just a big old fuck you uh, from Kaka. Yes, <laughs> and the the whole the whole video is it's it's hard to tell how much of it is her sending herself up for the kind of excesses of sort of over stylized um, costume and 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 the like, an image, and how much of it is her just simply saying, no, I'm not. I'm not. You know, this isn't a joke. I'm, I'm overdoing. I mean, she she makes like um, a costume in this made of uh, like cigarette butts yeah. and things like that. You know, Coke cans. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing i interesting, you should mention that the only thing that absolutely grates on me about this video, um, is you, unfortunately you can't make a video that, that, that's this expensive without the money coming from somewhere. Obviously, <laughs> uh, and Brought to you by Virgin this, mobile. Oh, I mean, oh yeah. <laughs> the product placement for Virgin mobile in this is, um, is just awful a song about it, telephones you say well exactly i mean it, yeah those those of uh, those of you listening who are old enough to remember wayne's world um or have gone oh, back and watched it as a classic movie God, will remember that scene. The sequ- yep. yeah the sequence in it with the product placement in there so you know <laughs> um well it's your choice yes and it's the it's choice, choice of, of a, of a, a new new generation. generation yeah I, this, this is giving me a headache well Here, Here, try two of these. Padbill, small, yellow, different. Um, It's like sometimes people do things just for money,
0: and that's really sad. (laughs) God, I love that scene.
2: Yep, continue, I'm sorry. well, no. So uh, the you know it's it's so shoehorned into this that it actually makes Wayne's World feel um, vaguely sensible. Yes, and I think I think that's a shame because it's the one bit of the video that doesn't seem to have any humor to it. It really is just the silly product placement shot yeah. that feels awful, and I find it weird because I wonder if that's where the clash between. Um, gargoyle's creativity in this video and um whoever else was behind it it was um jonas ackerland wasn't it yep um i don't know whether i just get the feeling there must have been an awful awful moment where whoever the the person in charge of the money was uh was basically like no 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 no. right this shot needs to be here this shot needs to be here and it just feels so jarring Mm -hmm. um but you know that side, this is this is just a great video. I don't care if... There's a lot of people who are kind of snotty about Gaga. Yeah. Um, I will say this. As a songwriter, um, from a technical point of view, she writes in a very complicated way that you do not see in pop music, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, she is, without question, extremely talented, whether you like the outcome of that or not. Yeah. You know, whatever. But she is extraordinarily talented. And the... um. The kind of s- sort of stage school brat reputation she—I'm well, pretty sure that's made out actually—but yeah. when when it's sort of done with this level of polish, you can't help but grin at the very least. Um, it, there's so many great moments in the video that I'd like to sort of talk you through, but sure. um, there's no substitute for simply watching this. I mean, oh my there are so many. Glorious moments in it, and that's before we even get to uh, Beyonce's. I was going to say cameo, of course she's you know she's featured in the track anyway, but yeah, um, her her role as um, Gaga's partner in crime. She comes to pick her up when uh, when she gets um, released, yeah, and uh, she turns up in in the pussy wagon and uh, they go a driving mm-hmm. uh, before causing even more bother because she never learns that Gaga. No. She's a very very bad gaga yes, um and so she goes doing some more um poisoning and that the song itself um again it's a good example of gaga's really quite unusual writing style that there is nothing like pop by numbers about this track when you deconstruct it from a technical point of view but the fact Mm -hmm. it sounds so familiar and so almost kind of musically pedestrian um Mm -hmm. It is a testament to how very well she writes that type of um, material, yep. as a her, obviously her and others. Yep. Um, so I think this is the thing, is this video is is greater than the sum of its parts, um, and you don't even have to like the parts to yep. realise that this is just a, a superb, funny, witty piece of, um, uh, piece of pop culture. And yep. I, I think after... You know, you get through, I think, well, what we, last week we had The Unforgiven and and we've had some Manson in here before and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. to the right ears, those things all bring a grin as well. But yes. um, for something that is just so unashamedly um, uh, pop... Yeah, but also kind of edgy pop, but not too edgy. Mm. Uh, otherwise, it don't get played anywhere. I, I just don't think there is a better example. I think this video has won awards. I haven't bothered looking them up this week to see who won what for it, but mm. I'm going to guess um, certainly for 2010. It, I would say it was probably the best video in 2010. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised if you know sort of when we look for for that decade. I wouldn't be at all surprised if it had featured fairly heavily in there. Um, and there you go. Mm-hmm. This in a nutshell. What did you make of it?
0: Um, so the video is, I think, incredible visually, and like it's there's a ton, just a ton to look at. I, I've watched it four times uh, in <laughs> in preparation for this, as I tend to. I don't watch all of the videos for the shows uh, like that many times. It depends on what's going on in the video, but there's so much happening in this video. Uh, I did not at first realize that this was a sequel to the paparazzi music video so I just naturally assumed uh, and as my daughter explained to me uh, from her recollections of this video that Lady Gaga went to prison for being awesome
2: uh, <laughs> which you know sure I decidedmageekly in no way endorses the killing of people's boyfriends spouses or partners no uh, absolutely not. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's why we have a barrister on hand uh, for, for such moments as that. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you for that legal disclaimer. Uh, no worries. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> and that she essentially can't help but be Gaga at all times, must form Gaga like outfits out of what she can find in the prison, like the cigarettes, like the empty cans, like the police tape, uh, that sort of shit. Uh, I think uh, that's all fantastic um everything with beyonce like i enjoy that as well but the video really takes a weird turn after beyonce shows up which is saying something because it's pretty weird up until the point beyonce shows up but then when beyonce shows up they get out uh beyonce feeds lady gaga like a honey bun and then they go to a diner where, uh, I believe Beyonce kills her boyfriend, played by Tyrese Gibson. Uh, she poisons yeah. him. And then Lady Gaga just poisons everyone in the restaurant for apparently fun. Uh, then they well, run off for a penny and for a pound, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're going to kill the cow, you've got to make hamburgers. Uh, and, uh, she murders everybody and they go on the run in the pussy wagon. And then presumably, uh, uh, you would presume they die, although it says that it, it's to be continued, so perhaps this saga, this quest continues in another video. Uh, my daughter informed me that there is a Beyonce video called Videophone, which has Lady Gaga in it, but has nothing to do with this.
2: So, I never looked into
0: it. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Um, I seemed
2: there was a complicated rust of wear that stopped that happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I just presume
0: they they ended like Thelma and Louise and drove off a cliff but perhaps not uh, the, the song actually is not one of my favorite Lady Gaga songs I like mm. a lot of her stuff but this one doesn't really stand out to me but I think it plays into my head canon for the <laughs> at least until I read about to what the song is to her on the surface it sounds just like I'm I'm at the club. Leave me alone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which uh, to me is, was the perfect setup until I read that there's a backstory to her going to prison. But to me, it read as a a perfect setup uh, that she was bothered at the club and then killed someone and then went to prison. So perhaps uh perhaps that is where it came from. But that is not the background of the song. In fact, the background of the song is that Gaga wrote this song for Britney Spears, but she rejected it and did not use it for an album. Apparently, there is a bootleg or a demo or something uh, mm-hmm. of Britney Spears doing this that that popped out at some point. And Originally, Spears was going to be the guest vocalist on the Gaga track, but then she more wisely opted to go with the Queen Bee uh, herself. Mm-hmm. But Um, To Gaga, she said that this song is about um, the fear of suffocation never being able to enjoy herself because she loves work so much. She's a workaholic Uh, Mm. so she doesn't give herself permission to go out and have a good time. She doesn't do nightclubs. You won't see pictures of her falling out of a club drunk. I don't go. That's because I usually go and then, you know, a whiskey and a half into it and I have to go back to work. Uh, So yeah. I can relate yeah which is not by the way what i pulled from the song but to me that's always the that's always the danger of pop music is because it is so happy and because the video for this is so irreverent that these are not the things i thought of when watching this like i was getting all of this uh um you know i was getting all of these uh clearly there's like a lot of tarantino vibes i mean they use the pussy wagon in here but um you know honey Bee is a lot like uh honey bunny from pulp fiction mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that there's a there's definitely a lot of that going on
2: it, So it feels like a, it feels like a song that kind of took a different direction because you can tell that it's a track written by a group of people and with someone else in mind i mean it's mm-hmm. I think that's a danger as well with pop music. But if you are in the pop music business, you know so many big name performers also write for other people, and you don't necessarily always know that that's what they're doing. Sometimes they even do it under different names. Yeah. And as a result, people then ask them, you know, a couple of years later, about the meaning behind this song. And the truthful answer is often, uh, "I wrote a song with somebody else in mind in order to make some money," yeah. um, <laughs> or just because I wanted to write for somebody else and in fact what they then have to do is go back and explain some particularly complicated notion that means that this song is really personal to me or whatever mm-hmm. and in fairness Gaga's given a number of answers to the question about what this song is about and I think probably I think know, yeah, sometimes you need to just call people out on their shit this is largely a pop song written about going out clubbing and having someone uh, her boyfriend whatever he is bothering on the phone um, yes I don't think you need to read too far into that, to be fair. Uh,
0: The story about uh, the pussy wagon from Kill Bill being in this, though, uh, is a story that I can believe happening, which Mm. is her noting that uh, Lady Gaga and Quentin Tarantino were having lunch one day in L.A., which I can somehow picture happening. And she says that she was telling him about the concept for the video, and he loved it so much, he said, quote, you got to use the pussy wagon, unquote.
2: Uh, I I totally buy that. I have no difficulty with that.
0: Yes, and he's like, it's parked in my garage. Like I can just imagine. Um, <laughs> I well, at least I enjoy imagining that Quentin Tarantino has this in his rotation of vehicles. I would. I'll get
2: further. Him. I think he. I reckon he reached into his man bag. And pulled out the sparkly keys with the key fob <laughs> that says "pussy wagon" on it, yeah, and just dangled them, and maybe like dropped it into her martini glass in front of her. That's what I'm picturing now. <laughs> oh, That's- please make this be, yeah, <sighs> please, please be real, yes.
0: Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I really like the video. The song is kind of just there for me, but I really, really like the video and uh, the performances are. Uh, ridiculous, and not even close to as ridiculous as the outfits, which
2: are far more outlandish than the performances. But uh, and the outfits, are, of course, are Gaga's main contribution to the video, because obviously, as I say, it's done by by Quorum a little bit, but yeah, th- very much that's that's something that she does. For she would make in the days before bio queens became a thing, she would have been a superb drag queen. Now, the the line is so blurred yes. um, that. I still think Gaga is one of the best drag queens in the world.
0: Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's a there's a piece of uh, the United States is celebrating uh, their independence. Uh, well, it's it's already come and gone, but, you know, over the course of the, the last few days. And there is uh, at least one uh, America Independence Day inspired dance routine at the end of the video. So, uh, you know, timely, Ben, a very timely pick uh, for you. I'm sure you had that in mind when you I made this. I always
2: election. enjoy being on topic. And yes. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I would recommend. uh, I definitely recommend the video. So, and if you're a big Gaga fan, I'm sure you already know the song. So, um, I like the idea that they don't.
2: Yeah, how did I miss this one? (laughs) Yeah, that
0: one flew over my head. Uh, Late review, Gaga. All right, (laughs) the late review podcast. We're pretty good at that. I don't know if you saw it, Ben, but uh, Glenn and I recently reviewed The Matrix. So we are on top
2: of all things. It sounds like a great new movie, and I can't wait to see it.
0: I would, yeah. The Kiana Sansa continues. So, can
2: I say I hope they don't make a load of crap sequels?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I haven't, mm. I haven't looked into it. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, that was uh, that was Telephone by Lady Gaga featuring Beyonce, and uh, we'll be right back after this with our next video. Who predicted Tracy Chapman would marry her guitar? Why was Thomas Dolby sued for his name?
1: How many times has Billy Joel appeared before a real judge?
2: Around the clock,
1: the music never stops. MTV Music Television Change you can stop me. Even in these chains, you can stop me. Even in these chains, you can stop me. Even in these chains, you can't stop me. Alright,
0: this video comes courtesy of Red Devils United. Uh, maybe someday I think I actually know his name. I think I've said it before in like a mailbag huh. question. But it's not in his email anymore. It just He's a
2: Mancunian, isn't he?
0: I, I believe so, be unless, from here. Yeah. unless he is moved,
2: yes. Um, well, which, even if he moved, he's still a Mancunian. Always, yes. It
0: stays with you, baby. Once a, always a.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so he's saying that we should watch, and of course we did, because we're talking about it right now. Uh, in this moment, Big Bad Wolf, which is uh, a band in this moment is that I've heard one song from that. I actually really like called, um, sick like me, which apparently this was a track on the single for. So, Hmm. uh, that's cool. (laughs) But I, uh, I'd never heard anything else from them before, nor have I seen any videos from them. And holy shit, this video was, I thought pretty cool looking actually. Mm Uh, this is, I don't know if this was, um, I guess they're considered new metal. Is that still a bad, is that that a bad word still? Ben? I don't remember.
2: I've never been clear. The kids say it. And then I get confused because I think something else is that. And then they look at me and say, okay, boomer. And I just, I just prefer to call all bands with guitars these days, rock bands, because you know, screw you that's what they are yeah we're <laughs> we're settling well, I get so in concerned about the labels
0: damn it yeah we're settling in we're settling into our our ways they're all rock bands to us yeah you kids in your labels um <laughs> but yeah i i would say this falls into the the category of metal for sure very yeah. hard rock music uh and uh a band fronted by maria brink And I think you know what's weird is when you pick the Gaga video, she kind of reminds me of heavy metal Gaga. I don't know (laughs) what it is. It's kind of some of it's the look because she's got kind of yeah some yeah some of it's a similar look, but a lot of it is the theatrics, yeah, and like the outfits. Except this is I'm trying to. I mean, this is like largely a performance video, but. It is mashed with a horror movie and it is one of the dirtiest looking videos I think I've ever seen. Uh, In terms of actual dirt. uh, I'm not talking about like lewd imagery, although there is a little bit of that. But I'm mostly just talking about grime and filth uh, and it plays into this song. And uh, Maria Brink said that Essentially, the the Big Bad Wolf song is talking about the the two sides that people have, the, the piggy and the wolf, uh, one being good, one being bad, um, that sometimes people struggle with those two sides of themselves, but it's okay to be wild and primal sometimes. And there's really not a ton to the video. It's hard to even really describe. It, it mostly takes place in one room and it's really more of a visual thing. It's kind of hard to describe even. I don't know, Ben, how would
2: you describe this video to somebody who hasn't seen it yet? Um, to splice together bits of imagery, both from the same um, little set, which is basically a little kind of box. Yeah. One is slightly sort of glamorous rock chick um, yes. uh, sort of side of things with a do you remember whenever, um, I think I'm pretty sure it was Sepultura when they played. Uh, it was quite. It was a big TV show, and I can't remember what it was. And they got really pissed off because they put their fans in a cage um, yeah. on the stage and stuff. Like basically, it's a bit like that. Think um, if you've seen Hellraiser three. Think of the club that J.P. Monroe owns. Mm. Um, like that kind of uh, sort of aesthetic to it, and then it's spliced in with um, uh, imagine. An abandoned uh, factory warehouse, kind of small stone cupboardy room uh, that's full of um, nothing but dirt and grime, and then put a load of people in like cheap Halloween masks. Uh, yes. Cause them to jump around manically cause your mates done a song and they're doing a video and that mm-hmm. it is a mixture of the very low rent and the probably slightly higher rent than it appears on video. It costs a lot of money to make some stuff look that low rent. Yeah. And I get the feeling that some of this might have actually cost more than it looks.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but yeah, it's a sort of mashup of these various things. Some fairly route one sort of house of horror, Halloween imagery in there. Yeah. Um, but but done with a surprising level of of panache i would say Mm -hmm. oh yeah there's
0: there's a lot of showmanship in this video Mm. like a, a surprising amount and i i love this mixture of like the glitzy and the glam with the you know like the dirty grimy stuff like they're mm. combining those two things and yeah it's she does some of this glitzy like dance routine stuff even and it's all well done uh but they're it's like we're seeing the two sides of her that she talks about in the song um but then it's like her like trapped in a cage the fun thing is like the cage isn't even a cage it's like the cage the bars are all loose and they vibrate Plus, almost goodness. like strings
2: it- well, they're elastic. It's strip yeah, yeah. cages for, for yeah, those yeah. who've been to that sort of establishment. They will recognize the cages in question. <laughs>
0: that will go to show you what, uh, exactly how much of a gentleman I am that I'm like, what is that? Ben? I've never even seen those before. I've seen documentaries about it on channel four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that came off as semi believable. So Good. congratulations. Um, But yeah, I love, and sometimes they will combine the two things where she's sort of in like the glitzy, glammy outfit, but she is like literally in the dirt, just like throwing shit everywhere. It's at times really wild. Like it's a really energetic video. There's a lot going on. Flashy lights. Uh, the dudes in the band look scary. One dude's got this creepy mask that he wears, which, you know, by the way, also speaking of timeliness, uh, I'm sure that guy, this has really worked out for him uh, in the world where people are encouraging constant face masks. Uh, that guy looks like he has been prepped since at least 2014 for this. So uh, that is good. <laughs> yeah, but there are some people
2: from Slipknot feeling mighty pissed off right now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've heard you can't even breathe in those things, Ben, which is weird because the, the Slipknot does whole concerts and full face masks. It's very strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, not only did I like the video, but I really liked the song too. It, it didn't really hit me at first. I went back uh, when I, when I picked this and I picked this in a hurry by the way, all apologies to red devils. I just thought this is, I had forgotten uh, what day it was. And I'm like, Ben, we got to pick a video. Uh, I'm picking this one. It was the first one uh, I saw. So I went with that. And uh, the first thing I did was actually go and listen to the one in this moment song I had. And then like, I oh, I like this song. And I went and listened to this one. I'm like, I don't like this song as much as I like the one I already have. But after a couple hmm. of listens, it grew on me. So, uh, I really like, it. I think I'm going to listen to more for sure.
2: And I have a feeling I'm going to as well, actually.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, again, I, I think we're pretty late to the party with this. Um, yeah, band, well, we, we're older. It's yeah, uh, we are forgiven. It's, it's, I think the, the chorus to this, it reminds me of like any night down our local rock and metal club, because, yeah. you know, there is something, um, a bit limp biscuit about the chorus to this mm-hmm. um and you know a lot of this sounds so familiar to you know to anyone who's been listening to rock and metal for sort of 25 30 years but um th- i quite like the fact that lyrically it doesn't reach straight into um the obvious sort of things you know the obvious clichés here so this is, this is a song, in case you haven't listened to it yet by the time you're listening to the podcast. So she starts off, um, Pig, pig, once upon a time there was a nasty little piggy filled with pride and greed. Once upon a time there was an eager little pig, your typical disease. Uh, you see this little pig is slowly becoming my own worst enemy. You see this eager pig. She's a blood, blood, blood-sucking part of me, which sets up the premise to the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I, I quite like the fact that 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 is slightly odd. It's a, it's just a slightly off, you know, off the wall start to attract. track that because new metal. One of the things that bugs me about new metal is it 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 leans so heavily into um like being credible and avoiding big uh cliches so heavily so that new metal has created a bigger book of terrible terrible rock cliches than. You know than the whole of the 1970s managed to produce, let alone the 80s. And I just like the fact that this doesn't feel like that. Yeah. I have listened to a few of their other tracks, and I'll, I'll be blunt: not all of their tracks can say the same. Some of them, you know, really do borrow heavily from uh, from the the, the cliches of this genre. But yep. um, I, I and I'm normally so turned off by that the Limp biscuit sound mm-hmm. uh, and the chorus to this. You know, it really does have more than a slight touch of limb biscuit about it. Yeah, but it's not. It's it's enjoyable, and she sells the performance in this video. Um, and mm. it would be kind of easy not to.
0: I yeah, and I really like. And by the way, they toured with like all of the all of the people that you would think a band mm-hmm. like this would tour with, from doing like Ozfest with like sure. Lacuna Coil and Rob Zombie and Corn and Ozzy mm-hmm. and. Cold chamber and yeah. yeah. cold chamber. Holy <laughs> shit. I am loco, Ben, that you uh, mentioned that, uh, <laughs> it's a ham fisted reference, but that's how we do it yeah, here.
2: I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I, yeah, something about this, uh, and what it really is, is her, I think. I was going to say, mm. something about this really stands out to me. What it is, is her. Uh, I like her voice. She's got, I mean, she can do growly and screamy and angry, but she can also sound, you know, poppy and, uh, like, very clear and and sharp. Uh, especially in, like, Sick Like Me, she sings
2: really well, uh, well it, have you heard their cover of call me no I have not uh, that's that's worth checking out as well um, okay. I mean it's a proper full on glam pop version of call me and it's, yeah. it's a lot of fun
0: awesome yeah I will definitely check it out so this uh, yeah this is probably a door opening moment where I'm going to end up liking more songs from a band I did not know all that much about so uh, that's definitely a thumbs up as well. Yeah. Uh okay, so one more video to go uh this week. And uh I think now would be a good time to use that Kurt Loader segment I have uh collecting mm-hmm. dust on my it's hard drive right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now we're gonna go to the news even though this piece isn't really news. It's uh following around some sad sack uh Republican wannabe uh but you know, rock the vote. Or whatnot? There's an election yeah. this year in America, so uh, what better time to remind everybody <laughs> than than now? Thank you, Kurt Loader. Enjoy. I'm Kurt Loder with MTV News. With the first presidential primary vote just three weeks away, Republican candidates are scampering around in the snows of New Hampshire, anxiously seeking votes and money. And working even harder than the candidates themselves, it sometimes seems, are the young volunteers who do so much of the scut work involved in a major political campaign, such as the young man we recently spent a day with who's giving his all in the service of candidate Pat Buchanan. Here's his story.
1: Getting everybody out here, hitting the church with uh-huh. pro life literature, getting out and hitting the next church. There are so many of you guys. What do you, I mean, you have a nickname for you Buchanan Brigade. It's a different type of person who likes Pat Buchanan. I'm pro life, always been pro life. I think it's time to phase affirmative action out. And um, what about critics who say that Buchanan is homophobic? I don't think Pat's homophobic. He is outspoken, mm-hmm. he is uh, honest, and uh, he speaks conservative values. We hit St. John's, we hit St. Patrick's. Where are you going next? We're going back to the office to pick up signs. Everybody want to grab a sign? Make sure you grab a sign. Make sure you guys wave a lot. <laughs> you just gave executive orders. What were they? Make sure you wave a lot and smile. <laughs> what does waving and smiling do? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Our guys we were up here for 92, so there's a lot of scamming that goes on. Is that true within a lot of dating within the uh, ranks of the office? Uh, I don't really want to comment on that. <laughs> How you doing? Alright. Go back go. How you doing? Yeah. Alright. Yeah. I just got beeped, I gotta make a phone call. Okay, bye. What happened? That just came in, so uh Well, he landed in Boston, so we got a good hour. Okay. So we just got to get everybody together and head back. Go back, go! Go back, go! Go back, go! You've been following around Sean McCabe all day. He's been doing... Okay. Sean. <laughs> what does Hollywood do? He's done just about everything for you today. I wonder what young workers we'll like Sean more McCain. He's on that hill, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Why not young workers like Sean mean for your campaign? Well, they mean energy and enthusiasm and hard work. They're invaluable.
0: We don't have the massive resources of Bob Dole, and so we depend on volunteers
1: like Sean. Now, that's not leadership. Leadership, in my judgment, involves vision, it involves consistency. And involves a measure of constancy. For a political junkie, this is the place to be. It's a great opportunity to, to actually see how the inside of the campaign works. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. You give me that nomination, I will put Bill Clinton in the crossfire, and we will send him and Hillary back to Arkansas to
0: face the music. Thank you very much.
1: Hey, Hollywood. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> 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 okay, you guys, thanks again. Thanks very much. And we'll see you all, all right? Thanks for coming. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Pat Buchanan is currently running third in most polls of New Hampshire Republicans, but will continue monitoring his progress and that of all the other candidates of both parties in Campaign 96 from New Hampshire right up to next year's inauguration. That's the news for now. We'll be back with more news later here on MTV.
2: MTV News. You hear it
1: first.
0: video today, Sleep Now in the Fire by Rage Against the Machine Uh, is my pick for this week. And uh, so kind of weirdly always timely this video is. Uh, I think I read a comment that said uh, the good thing about this video is that it is still relevant and the sad thing about this video is that Mm. it is still relevant.
2: How many times do we say that on this show?
0: So many times. I think uh, we were oh. just talking about it last week with, uh, selling Jesus. And yeah. uh, here we are again with sleep now in the fire. So, uh, this video was kind of the thing that really made me like rage against the machine. This, I was not, a uh, in 1999, I was not a, a politically active, uh, person, as actually few people of my age really were, uh, in 1999, I, I feel like that's really more of a, um, a youthful thing that happens now because of the, uh, exposure that the internet provides to everybody. But, um, I mean, it's not like we didn't have the that's internet. An, in that's an
2: interesting point of discussion.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I was not politically, out- and Rage Against the Machine is very, a very political band, but, Seeing, uh, seeing them play the whole idea behind this, uh, music video, if you watch it is, you know, Hey, uh, wall street announces record profits. And also there's a whole bunch of record awfulness in this country, um, which gets sort of played out a little bit, uh, in the, the non-performance part of the, the video but they go and play on wall street, like right in the, right in the middle of uh, right in the middle of it. on in fact, on top of a statue of George Washington, I believe uh, is mm-hmm. where a lot of the performance takes place at. And uh, when I saw this, I was just like, holy shit, these guys are like the most metal thing
2: of all time. And until you read, the- until you read, they got permission to film. that.
0: Yeah. So, well, I mean, there, there is to a degree. There is definitely at least some, some rock and roll remains to this. Uh, this video was yeah. directed by Michael Moore, who is also in the video uh, somewhat, and he did get permission to film in the area. Right. Um, so let they me got see. permission.
2: They got a permit for the steps of the. Um the national memorial. Yes. But they weren't allowed, they weren't allowed to shit anywhere around it. They weren't supposed to take any equipment there. They in certainly were not allowed to play loud music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So there's definitely some rock and roll to it where they're like, okay, we got permission. So they are expecting us to be there. But then when we get there, we're going to do whatever we want. Yeah. Uh, which is basically what happened. And uh, they played, people showed up. Some of them, One of my favorite things about this video, um, and this has sort of been a theme with Rage Against the Machine over time, that there will be people who are like, oh, yeah, I love Rage Against the Machine. I want to Rage Against the Machine too. And then inevitably Tom Morello or, uh, (laughs) you know, Zach De La Rocha or one of them will be like, have you listened to the lyrics of the songs? Because you're the machine we're raging against like paul yeah. Paul ryan for example a famous american politician who talked about how much he loved rage against the machine and they're like man you never listen to any of the words right yeah because like you do you work out to our music or something because you don't listen to it um and there's a there's a couple of dudes cl- must be stock exchange guys out there in suits and ties like yeah fuck yeah Rage Against the Machine. (laughs) It's like, I don't know. It's something funny about people not getting it. Yeah. Uh, There is... So the second half of this video is uh, making fun of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, which I believe still airs in syndication in the United States. But uh, they, they mocked the idea of it here and called the show Who Wants to Be Filthy Fucking Rich and the the show starts out like uh how most of who wants to be a millionaire episodes go which are easy questions that anybody can answer but then they start asking um they start asking questions about how many homeless people are in the united states um yeah you know uh i think they talk about the uh the wage gap for for women or you know things along those lines the poverty rate how much less money people make homelessness and all of these people can't answer the questions but uh there's a homeless man who plays and gets all of the answers right and when they want to give him all of the money at the end uh he refuses to take it and it kind of starts like a riot on the set of the show where people are just throwing money everywhere um Uh, and shit like that. And meanwhile, at the, the stock exchange, you have, uh, police officers like getting in the face of the, like the bass player, literally just playing bass right in front of a, a police officer who is literally millimeters away from him. Uh, you've got like Michael Moore being taken away in handcuffs. You've got the band trying to go into the stock exchange. Uh, the stock exchange had to close their doors, uh, all of that stuff. Uh, I think this is just a great video that is aged very well. I think the song is tremendous and, uh, yeah. Talking about, uh, greed and just people not giving a shit about other people for their own profits or their own motivations continues to be a long-standing human tradition, but definitely a, a longstanding American one as well. But I bet there are probably things that even a Brit could gleam and see in, in his society uh, as well. Uh, not too different from uh, what is being uh, talked about in the United States in this video. So yeah, there's a somebody with, a disturbing Trump 20, like a Trump 2000
2: Trump for president sign, which is just Trump for president. It's, um, it's Bart Simpson is seen in the video uh, holding
0: (laughs) (laughs) terrifyingly prophetic. Uh, I didn't even know that was in there when I picked it. I'm just like, you know what? I I think I want to do this one because I love the, the visuals, but, I saw this dude hold up this Donald J. Trump for president 2000 sign. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like now I got to pick it. Uh, and then when I read that Garrett Wang from star Trek, Voyager is momentarily in this video as part of the crowd, enjoying it. I was like, wait a minute. What? How are there so many amazing
2: things in this video? Um, but, it yeah, is a I great video. Yes. Um, I, I, I like, I hadn't, I don't think I at the time was aware of the, the story behind it, but, um, everyone's friend Wikipedia, uh, tells us about the, the little clip that, um, Michael Moore is very keen on using clips of politicians saying stupid shit. Yeah. Uh, as I'm sure, you know, mm-hmm. um, so when he, um, interspersed in this uh, and I'll I'll read the Wikipedia bit because it will be easier for me trying to remember Uh, it says quoted at the end of the song is Republican politician Gary Bauer stating quote a band called the machine rages on (laughs) uh uh, Rage Against the Machine. That band is anti-family and it's pro-terrorist. Um, <laughs> a- ahead of his time, he was, wasn't he? Uh, yes. Which apparently followed an incident outside a fellow Republican, Alan Keyes' 2000 primary campaign town hall event, where Keyes jumped into a mosh pit formed whilst Rage Against the Machine was playing. <laughs> uh, Republicans, <laughs> dumb dumbass Republicans, gonna carry on being dumbass Republicans. And hey, there are dumbass Democrats too, and they do some stupid shit as well. But, yeah. um, I'm going to say there's more dumbass Republicans. I'm just throwing that out there. In the same way, there's more dumbass Tories, so whatever. Feel it, feeling um, it in 2020, for sure. Oh, for sure. And, we, you know, you we were saying that, um, and I, I felt the irony dripping from what you we were saying, that uh, there may even be in th- things in there that we can recognize uh, in the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and every other country. Um, <laughs> right now, the UK is doing a spectacular job of being a complete and utter shit show yeah. uh, for very similar reasons, you know? So... Um, I, I don't even know where to start with examples at the moment, you look at um, a, a Tory government with a large majority in the House of Commons and realise that they could pass any legislation they want but they're at a point when you know the social need is at the highest it's been in a generation or two yep. and what's being prioritised as ever is the best way of saving money for those who are already not just you know wealth creators because they're in that percentage but the ones way above that yep so mm-hmm. yeah same shit different country different day different year different decade um, we've, we've we've circled back to manson with the more connection um yeah. and you know skunkanancy last week same you know same story mm-hmm. um it is depressing, but I. Do you know what I loved about this video? Is I, I have always been a Raid Against the Machine fan, and mm-hmm. I I loved them like back in ninety one, ninety two when um, Raid Against the Machine, Red Against the Machine came out. Yep. And um, I had forgotten though um, just how fucking good Zach is as a performer, and yep. so I haven't seen him on stage or doing anything. Um, for longer than sort of split seconds for a very long time. Yeah. And this video weirdly, even though, you know, put aside for the fact there is a touch of the theatre about this video, uh, I know people will be appalled to hear me say that not every second of this video is absolutely genuine. But it isn't. Most of it has a degree of truth to it. And um, the thing that is absolutely truthful in this is the performance by the band. Zach's performance he's he's such a captivating front man. And Mm. You know, watching Chris Cornell playing with effectively with Rage Against the Machine under the um, Audio Slave, well, yeah, under the band name Audio Slave, was was great fun to watch. But mm-hmm. um, Chris Cornell never was, uh, never was Zach. Yeah. And you know, Tom Morello is is always a joy to watch. I but, love Tom Morello. Um, yep. Yeah, Brad Wilk and, and Tim Comerford as well are. Mm-hmm. There's such a <laughs> such an earnest commitment to them. Yes. Even when some of what's going on around them probably ain't that earnest. Um, I, they're just a joy to watch and this video is a it's a rare example actually of a performance video which we talk about every week mm-hmm. as, a, as a kind of you know trope of music video yeah. um, a performance video that the performance means something that is unusual in a performance video and yeah. I think that earns this video its slot in, um, in pod jockeys you know everything else aside it is mm-hmm. it's something that bends the genre slightly and um yeah. And what a fun way to do it! I, I fucking love this band, I know I feel that horrible irony as well. So I'm I'm a lawyer, as as listeners know. And okay, yeah, I work in in criminal practice, but um, that feels like a very establishment job. Yeah, it sure um, the does. only thing I can yeah, but I think the only thing I can kind of hope is that you know there are ways of doing everything in terms of professions. Uh, I think possibly, with the exception of being like traders on Wall Street and stuff, though. Yes. And and you know, hedge fund managers, um, lawyers can can rage against the machine within their job. Sure. sure. you yeah, Yes. And I I think that's the thing that makes this sort of perhaps quite so perfect is you look at those faces of you know the, the guys in that crowd who are rocking out with their cocks out, mm-hmm. and you're thinking you you don't get it. Do you know what they probably do. And that's the awful thing about it yeah. is, yeah, they probably totally get it, and they probably fall into subdivisions of those who get it and don't give a crap, mm-hmm. and those who get it and probably ten minutes after this thought, oh god, what have I done with my life? Yeah, um, <laughs> Those guy's have a know. point. Well, are it, we it's the bad guys? Yes. Well, but then, you know, they're feeling bad because of all the money they've got. But when Michael Moore and Zach and co were, you know, jumping up and down on the steps of that memorial, they weren't, you know, worried about how they were going to pay the electricity bill when they got home. Sure. So, you know, the idea that, um, oh God, I've got a horrible feeling. I'm going to quote some awful, awful sitcom or something. What? <laughs> oh God. No, I, I am. God, I really am. It's a show called Loaded. I've just remembered the scene it relates to, uh, worth a watch by the way, that show. Yeah. Um, but there's, you know, a line in that. There's a load of session musicians who one of the protagonists has hired um, to replace his band because they got rid of him because they're a punk band and he won the lottery and therefore he was now a dick because he was rich. <laughs> yeah. And this, you know, he hires this bunch of session musicians to play with, and they all look like kind of, you know, they look like a Rolling Stones tribute act. Mm-hmm. And one of them explains to him that you know, just because you've got money doesn't mean you've sold out. You only sell out if you sell out. Yeah. And I kind of thought. Mm, yeah maybe that's the thing with the guys who are in their suits in the street maybe that's the difference between them and the very rich rock band that are on that stage or on those steps you know so uh, let us not judge people for their um, well actually no fucking they've got a lot of money and as Kurt Cobain once said rich is short for Richard (laughs) and so is dick so if you're rich you're a dick Dick. Um, yeah
0: okay so earlier ben we were talking about uh in this moment and how they sort of sort of exist within this and especially in the uh the the chorus of the song that we were talking about had some sort of limp Bizkit vibes to it right mm. um well if you thought we were done talking about limp Bizkit, <clears throat> oh i wish we were <laughs> ben you ain't seen nothing yet
2: Oh, uh, damn it. I thought we were going to get through the whole episode. <laughs> no way. Nope. Can't damn happen. It. No, I know. Hey, Stacy. <laughs> uh,
0: in the year 2000, MTV, uh, the MTV Video Music Awards nominated this video for best rock video, but it lost to Limp Bizkit's Break Stuff, which, oh. in fact, caused an infamous moment, which I remember. Rage Against the Machine bassist oh, Tim Comerford climbed a large piece of the award show set when wow. they were not announced as the victors. He yeah, he did. I remember that very
2: vividly. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'd completely forgotten about that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he took, he did that well. <laughs> Come on, man.
0: This video is fucking amazing. And they handed this shit to Fred Durst.
2: Come on. Well, I mean, I think handing any accolade at all to fred durst makes my skin crawl but um <laughs> that, that definitely means TV. we're doing a limp biscuit video soon he's such an asshole <laughs> um although actually i, I gather that I've not, I've not seen i've not given him any headspace at all in the last 10 years but yeah it's um, things I have, may have changed yeah i've heard from as a friend of mine who um is quite a limb biscuit fan mm-hmm. that well, still so hit the ground, but uh, I was saying that Durst is another one of these people who now kind of gets that he should have been putting money on the in in the douche jar for a little while there. So yeah,
0: oh, like the lead good. singer of uh,
2: uh
0: the Darkness, sure,
2: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. As, as a callback to a previous I, episode, I think if you're you know particularly that era, the late nineties, early two thousands, that um an awful lot of effort went into like making slightly sort of douchey lead singers only because, <laughs> you know, they had that frontman sort of thing to it, amping yeah. that up above everything else. So it wasn't just guys. They did it. They did it, they did it to Gwen Stefani and no doubt as well. Mm. So much so that there was a video about it, which will probably feature in the show at some point or other. Oh. Um, one of my favorite videos ever. Um, but yeah, I do wonder a little bit whether Fred Durst was a, a victim of that, but, but it's then possible. But then also, oh, no, you listen to his records, no, the man's...
0: And on that note,
2: uh, that's a
0: wrap for this week's episode. Uh, (laughs) Head on over to Cinema Geekly.
2: Isn't it nice? Hang on. Isn't it nice that all these listeners come and listen to our therapy session that we have
0: every week? (laughs) Yes. Thank you, everybody, uh, for letting us lay down on your couch, metaphorically speaking.
2: I literally am, like, currently laying (laughs) back with a microphone in my hand. He needed to. I did. Um, <laughs> uh, All right. So that's
0: the episode for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. And of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for Pod Jockeys. Hit subscribe. And of course, if you want to contribute to our ever growing list of uh, music video suggestions, uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at cinemageekly. And you can email us cinemageekly at gmail.com. Also, shall we
2: give them a theme? Shall we give them a theme? A theme. So, oh, yeah, sure, okay. So, what about? Um, well, given the conversation we had off air, what about for next week? Send us your recommendation for the best animated video. Oh, okay, cool. Or one that you think's worthy of discussion, not necessarily best, but one that's worthy of discussion. Okay, that'll fit on theme, won't it? I'll
0: try to find one as well. Then
2: I know Ben's already awesome. got one; he's already thinking about so. And you are super excited about my I am already super excited
0: I'm already super excited Uh, But no spoilers for next week of course Um, Okay Uh, Also hey uh, per Ben's request uh, If you're interested In checking out all of the music videos or any of the songs that we featured on the podcast uh, in the show notes for this and all episodes. There will be a link to a YouTube playlist for the music videos and a Spotify playlist for all of the music. If you're except, you know, on the supply. except, except for what, Ben?
2: Except air supply.
0: Uh, air supply is in both. I'm afraid.
2: No, no, it's definitely not. It's, uh, <laughs> it's accidentally been deleted somehow. I don't
0: know. Okay, so Ben, uh, <laughs> Ben is wrong about that. They are all still there, so nobody panic. <laughs> and uh, of course, uh, you've got your homework assignments for next week. Animated videos will be a theme. We're going to do a theme episode for next time. Um, all right, so uh, that's a wrap. Uh, come back next time with your best animated music videos and Ben and I will uh, we will dissect them on the next episode of Pod Jockeys. Yeah!